0: Hey, Dan Ariola here, president of Inktel. Today on the show, we got Miami historian Abel Sanchez, and he's also the man behind Instagram Miami Stadium. I hope you enjoy the show take care this episode is brought to you by buena vista creative miami's premier digital marketing agency visit buenavistacreative.com for more info on how buena vista can help your business increase revenue and create the brand and digital presence it deserves video and podcast production web and app development search engine and social media marketing logo creation outdoor print swag and more All right, Abel Sanchez, my man. What's going on, brother? Good to have you in here. Good to be here. Been wanting to get you in the studio. I'm all set. I got my Miami Stadium drip T-shirt from your collection. I like it. Pumped uh, to (laughs) to chat, talk all cool Miami stuff. Hell yeah. So Abel, it's funny because when people ask me about you, I go, if you want to know anything that is just cool, hip, historical Miami, and you can go down any one of these avenues from politics our neighborhoods uh, to sports and beyond sports. It's not just that we have an NFL team or an NBA team. It's, you know, from the Negro Leagues to minor league baseball to on and on and on and on to really the arts, right? Right. From music, comedy, culture, and and whatnot. Um, It's pretty amazing that you're sort of the the custodian of all this stuff, right? So I'm told. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, man, where did this, like, you're a Miami guy, right? So, But where did the love of just sort of how you dive into these subjects come from? Where where, where did that start?
1: Man, you know, I get asked that. That's the question, right? I've always been a curious person. Yeah. And to me, it's like I've always said, don't be a tourist in your own town, right? You grow up here and there's so much stuff that you pass by a thousand times and you don't know what it is. And just always having that curiosity, um, even as a kid. And it's just something that to this day, I'm always just researching and digging and just trying to devour content. And just when you think you've learned it all, yeah. there's always something that, man, I didn't know that.
0: It's crazy, man, because you know, Miami's evolving. I was gone for a long time, moved here in the past couple of years. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, these stories that you share online on your Instagram mm. page are just so important. Specifically, my friends who have recently moved here, one of the first things they're like, Dude, I'm just like learning about Miami. I, I find out, because Miami's loaded, as you know, with crazy stories. Yeah. Where do I go? And I go, well, you can just start. If you have Instagram, go to Miami stadiums, yeah, And it's not that. just about baseball. It's about, you know, your daily, uh, multiple times a day, uh, updates on just history of yeah. our community and where it's at and potentially where it's going.
1: That's You summed it up. Yeah. That's It's funny. It started as a baseball page. You know, really the foundations, the Miami Stadium. And then it just naturally kind of grew and evolved out of that to just reflect more like my interest and things in the community. And I always say it's Miami Stadium is where history and culture collide. Yeah. And the, you know, the merch is a reflection of that. So it started with that and that's the handle obviously, but then it became, you know, people would even write me, oh, do the Orange Bowl, do Miami Arena. So I'm like, okay, there's no Florida Marlin stuff. And then, you know, art and like graffiti. And so it just naturally kind of organically grew out of that with the baseball being the base of it. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Most people, if you ask them about the Marlins, they'll be like, yeah, it's a team that started in the nineties. Right. And it's got a a crazy history here. Much, much, much before the nineties.
1: 1956. You
0: know, 1956. And it started what as a a minor league team, right?
1: As a Triple A team, they were the, in the international league, the IL, and it was actually originally an organization from Syracuse. The Sky Chiefs or something like that they were called, and then they got bought out and they moved down here. And Bill Veck, the old legendary yeah, Bill, Bill Veck, yeah, he launched it. in- Disco Derby Night, right? Disco it, Derby yeah, Night, yeah. that guy, yeah, the that Penny guy. Beer Night or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Penny Beer Night, yeah, that guy. He was brought in with a few other people, and they renamed that team and it became the Miami Marlins at Miami Stadium. And then Miami Stadium
0: alone, it
1: it you're right, it
0: it has all these great stories of just sort of Miami past and then presence and then right. Alapata ended up becoming. And then you, you went up, what was that process like when you went to make it a historic mark and to get the marker? I mean, what, what, oh, give us man. a little history about sort of Miami stadium and then you, how, how you went about going uh, to get oh, the marker.
1: Miami stadium, it was a game changer because my, my boy Rolando Giannis of Civica, who did the documentary we yeah. talked about, White Elephant, he always refers to it as the most significant baseball only ballpark, you know, kind of stadium since Yankee stadium and it really was architecturally speaking, um, from the horseshoe design to the cantilevered roof. So you're looking at architecture, you're looking at sport, everything kind of, you know, from the Marlins to the Brooklyn Dodgers used to train there. Wow. Yeah, everyone knows Vero Beach, which Dodger Town, but they used to come down and play their games because they didn't have a stadium. So you got everyone from Jackie Robinson, you know, uh, on down in Allapatta. So from the Dodgers to the park, it's just so much history leading into the Orioles that finally, when the stadium was demolished, you know nothing was put there. Yeah, the stadium had a rich history from 1949 to 1990, with i my research found over 150 Hall of Famers stepped foot in Miami Stadium. To wow. put that in, pers- in perspective, the Hall of Fame has about 340 members. That's crazy. That's dude. crazy. So I'm like, something's got to be done. I noticed the markers. And long story short, I went to the state. Mm-hmm. What do I got to do? Well, you got to raise the funds. Okay, yeah. you know, city wasn't, you know, we talked about it. So did a GoFundMe, raised the 2500 took it back to the state, and I had to present, literally, like, present a case. Yeah. My research, everything, send it, you know, email everything to them, and uh, they approved it unanimously.
0: Yeah, so the marker's still there in Alapada. Alapada from 1940s to today has
1: changed so much. Oh, drastically. I mean, you know, at, at the core, there's still, but what happened now is obviously, I think Wynwood kind of ran its course, you know, God bless it. It's still there, but, you know, obviously the the rents and everything went up. So they started looking, you know, where are we going to go? Little River kind of had their eye on that, but mostly people have been drifting West back towards allapada and you know, they're, they're calling it the Wild District now or whatever, west of Winwood, yeah. which drives me nuts <laughs> because I'm like, no, it's Alapata. Yeah, was all... Winwood. This is Alapata and AP, as they say. And uh, the jewel of AP back in the day was Miami Stadium.
0: Miami Stadium, n- no story in Miami is a true Miami story without it being a little crazy, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Baseball wasn't the only thing going on
0: at that stadium.
1: Oh, no. I mean, there's they had everything from concerts to various events and rallies. And, um, Culturally speaking, I mean, there's, we'd mentioned earlier, there was actually a murder that took place at that ballpark. Sadly, during a minor league game, <laughs> 1980 was a very hot year for Miami, <laughs> yeah. as they say, like está caliente, and Alapato was no different, and Miami Stadium was no different, and during a doubleheader header uh, between, I think it was the Marlins, actually, in the Fort Lauderdale Yankees, a guy who lived across the street above the market that's still there, it's the mm-hmm. Miami Stadium market, and he got into it with some dudes. They chased him out of the stadium. Long story short, he pulls a gun, turns around, whacks these two guys, and goes back to his apartment above the market. So they literally go and arrest him. He had mental issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's still locked up. And so you had everything from that to political rallies to the Nicaraguan refugees and everything. So, yeah, it really – the history of that stadium goes way deeper than just baseball, which is a rich history to begin with. Yeah,
0: and, and- – when you think about that stadium, and then, of course, I got to ask you about the OB, the Orange Bowl. Oh, man. Where you're Jeez. about my age. We grew up, right? Yeah. Between the Hurricanes and the Dolphins and concerts. And there isn't another stadium like that, right? No. Where no. that close end, end of the end zone, and as yeah. a fan and as a visitor, if you showed up there. Oh, dude. You, you probably worry about your, your life. Yeah, Uh, or your car, (laughs) or your car, and you're parking in people's backyards. Remember (laughs) the no block, yeah, the no blocky 10 bucks or whatever. 10 bucks Uh, the mystery meat that the vendors would sell you, cat, maybe cat, uh, maybe uh, cat cat if you were lucky, (laughs) cat kebabs, carne Um, (laughs) and then uh, it's funny because I remember about that time, you know, rap music started, yes, and I remember going to the stadium. And they would play the rap songs with the bad words in them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like, I, wh- where are we? Oh, no, you got the explicit. You got the explicit, Which right. actually made perfect sense in the Good. OB. Right. Because from what you saw from the parking lot yeah. in the tailgate to the bathrooms inside. Bro. <laughs> the troughs, right? The, oh, man. <laughs> the troughs and the things you would see in the stalls. And it, it, yeah. They, and made, you felt it, the stadium shaking. I remember oh, that. Like like pieces of concrete die. would like fall. Yeah, and you're like, like, what is this? Particles would come down and it would leak. And it would rattle. And I always say, I knew guys who lived around, you know, there in Little Havana and right across the street that say that during a big game, there's a big play and it would get, you know, people start, remember, we stomp that the floor of their house would vibrate. So that's how crazy that's it. There was no home field advantage, I think, like that
0: place. No, not like the place, nor will there ever be. No. And it wasn't even a college atmosphere that was just different than everybody else. People forget. The University of Miami is actually a pretty small school. Yeah. And so you'd be like, yeah. the fan base isn't really even students. It's just like these Miami people from all over. And it was a zoo. That was, was the beauty zoo. of it. It was like, awesome. That's what come made together, it so
1: cool. Yeah, to to root for the Canes or the yeah. Finns in that place. And it was just, it was insane. Yeah. the yeah. the So you,
0: you got this deep love for Miami and, and Miami history. And then one day you said, hey, I'm going to put up this IG page dedicated to yeah. sports. And then it just took on a life of its own. What, it what, what really happened? It
1: did. I still don't know what happened, dude. I, you know, it was Thanksgiving 2016 mm. and I was looking for stuff on Miami stadium and I couldn't really find anything. And I'm like, man, there's nothing out here. Old Florida Marlins stuff, nothing out here. I go, let me check the handle. And I saw that nobody had it. The little green check mark comes up. I go, oh, this shit's mine now. <laughs> like, okay. Start posting from little by little, you know, 20 followers, 50 followers. And It was all very organic and just. I always say the page is the outlet. Like people say, you do a lot of research. I go, yeah, but if if the page didn't exist, it would all be on my laptop, for me to geek out to. Right. It's just for to show to my friends or whatever. So I have this like vault filled with content, and I'm always digging. And I'm like, oh, this is a good way to let it out. And I'll be amazed if you know even 50 people give a shit. And here we are. I just hit 10,000 people the other day. And everybody from Mike Piazza to Mickey Rourke follow me, and I'm like, "What the hell is happening?" You know, and it's because I think it hits people yeah. those memories of growing up. That's that's yeah. even though I knew
0: you, that's how I started following it. And yeah, I think yeah. I saw, you know, I don't know, some football player wearing the shirt. So of course I had to buy the shirt. Yeah, and uh, and then I started following it, and then it just kind of took a life of its own because it just it wasn't about. Sports, it was just about Miami and cool Miami stuff and Thank history you. and education and, um, you know, what have you. And then, and then, you know, like I said, th- you you mentioned that the community is the one that gives you the pictures, right? You don't even, these
1: aren't even your pictures, right? That's like the fans. I dig everything, people send me stuff, okay? They do, oh, yeah, time to time. And I, I love the personal stuff yeah. that they send, the stuff that you're not going to find anything, you know, those exclusive gems but it's like literally just a vault. And I'm always, I used to do the old microfiche. You remember when yeah, you go to the library, man. you pull the, yeah. So I was doing the microfiche till I was half blind and then online digging. And I just always trying to find the stuff that's different to what everyone else has. Yeah. You know, I love like, yeah, you might've seen these 20 photos of the OB, but you haven't seen this one, you know, or this kind of perspective. And what fascinates me is that people, it's not just the, the photos themselves, people actually read and go, man, we like the information that you pack in there, kind of like these little blasts of of history. So there's always that balance of how do you make it entertaining and educational.
0: Yeah, I always read, Mickey Rourke writes, if it's really Mickey Rourke, right? <laughs> writes on your page every day.
1: Yeah, I, I talked to that guy. He's amazing, man. I still can't believe it. And, you know, he went to Miami Beach High. Yeah. He grew up down here. He's originally from Schenectady. And whenever he comments or he'll drop in, people will still, to this day, like, hey, man, is is that... Like, the really, real guy, yeah, the real, like, yeah, it's him, and he's like low key one of my biggest supporters. It's crazy, man. I like, yeah, man, it's crazy to have any kind of communication. And so, with
0: yeah, him. and you told me that, like, the, the, the families of some of these neighborhoods, or if you post an old little yeah. store or what they reach out to you and share more and more All the stories of the community. Man,
1: from the market, the Miami State Market, to I just posted a mosque in little Haiti, and the folks who run that mosque wrote me and they were like verbatim, they go, thank you for your fair and factual account of our mosque and you're welcome to come by anytime. So yeah. it's like, oh man, it's always nice when you get it right or you do something in Dorsey Park in Overtown or Clyde Killen's home and folks in Liberty City have written me, oh man, we saw that post you did and you got it right. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, because you don't want to mess mess anything up, you know, you want to make sure that you're telling the story as it is, as honestly as it is. And I'm just amazed how many people are watching. Now.
0: And it's crazy. I don't think people think of Miami as sort of a, a music town, but right. it's got a
1: rich history oh, of music. In, insane. Insane. Criteria Studios alone in North Miami, which is ground zero. They've been there since 1958. And, you know, I ended up getting two tours of that place, which they don't even do because God bless Trevor Fletcher, who's the manager. He was, his mom used to be the secretary there. Wow. So he grew up at Criteria. He ended up working his way up and he runs the place now. And I was talking to him, I had tagged him on a few photos, and I didn't realize I was talking to the manager right. I was talking to. And I said, man, I would love to see your place, whatever. And he's like, oh, well, hit me up next week, something. I'm like, who am I speaking with? You know, There's Trevor. I didn't realize I was talking to the guy who runs, and he got me in there, and the history of that, and all the albums from Hotel California to later. Miami has an incredible Churchill's pub, the live Churchill's music, pub, the, you the, you Bee
0: know, the Bee Gees. Uh, oh, man, the Bee, Bee Gees, oh man. Then the doors get arrested here. Oh the yeah, the, the whole
1: the famous Morrison incident yeah. at the Dinner Key Auditorium in, in Coconut Grove, man. I mean, look at that right there. All the concerts, Miami Stadium, everyone from the Who to the Beastie Boys played at Miami Stadium. Wow, it's amazing, man. It's amazing,
0: man. So, this community, how did you get into the
1: apparel? You, you weren't a, an apparel guy, right? No, uh, buying, (laughs) (laughs) grew up on the beach back in the day when, uh, here's a name, Don Busweiler and pervert clothing, Mm the animal farm and those guys. So I always loved streetwear. Um, but eventually, no, just, you know, always enjoyed like seeing the different brands. And it wasn't till through the page again, the guys from Cushy Gigs, who's the old MSG cartel hit me up and they follow me and they're like, we should do a shirt together which is the one you're wearing that's right. the flagship which is the you know, photo that I have and we faded it and we we said all right let's put it out there and this was two and a half years ago and here we are 15 shirts deep still going man and you told me that uh, th-
0: there's a certain element that you're looking for in the design there's like you're listening to the community right you call it the community not your clients and yeah and and, and there goes a lot of process into it. And there's like certain yeah. labels of, you know, Miami stereotypes that you don't want in it. Like that, yeah. that how did that creative process, walk me through the, the process of, of, of designing these shirts?
1: Like, like most things in life, I think that work, it's not always planned. Yeah. It's just kind You're of right. organic. We sat down the way we're sitting here with Cushy and I'll never forget the first time we finally chopped it up at, at the Honeycomb hideout, as mm-hmm. they call it, in, in Alapato, which ironically enough, they're building where I do all my shirts mm-hmm. and my shirt says made in Alapato on the inside. Very cool. It literally is, it's right up the road from where the stadium was, you could walk there. So talk about full circle, man, it's crazy. So we went in and we chopped it up like this. And finally, after an hour of talking about Miami and sports and culture and graffiti, I was like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, look, and it's no disrespect to anybody and it's all stuff that's near and dear to my heart. But I said, no cafecitos, no flamingos, no dominoes, no pastelitos, (laughs) and please no 305, no day county this. I love it, but it just you see it, it's so oversaturated. I go, we have to do this original. I would rather fail with my own shit than succeed with anyone else's. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my shirts are just snapshots of my childhood. Yeah. It's my vision that I tell them, like, the $10 no block. We all lived that. We, we all lived that, that right. Life. You
0: only knew that if you grew up uh, here in that time. So
1: people yeah. ask me, is that yeah. is that a photo that you use? Like, No, that's just, you know, it's from my head yeah. that you relay... And so that kind of is my process is just trying to do something that's very Miami without necessarily having all the kind of cliche elements that you see all over the place.
0: These guys approach you about doing the design. You roll out the shirts. And then before you know it, you got 15 shirts. Yeah. Do you have more? What's in the future for Abel? You have more shirts. Quite a bit.
1: I can't quite, (laughs) my my head, man. You got got a lot going on in there. And I'm pacing. I got one cooking right now. So we're going to start the year right. And then I got a couple more after that. I Like I already got like a few on deck and one going right now. And it's just, just exploring all the things that are really like real Miami culture.
0: You go beyond Miami culture. You, I, I, <laughs> I got the sense you're one of those guys that like you get something in your head and you're going to run through a wall until it gets done. Uh, and you get passionate about yeah, project. You're good. <laughs> you, you got passionate about a project. Uh, someone who
1: I love as well is uh, Eddie Van Halen. And Van Halen. Yeah. How did that all come about? Again, a random thing. I just, I I love Ed. That was the band. You know, everybody has that band or that guy growing up. And back in the day, VH, especially with Roth, man, they were like superheroes. Yeah. There was nothing bigger. And Eddie, there was nothing, you know, Ed was the guy. He was like the Michael Jordan of guitars, like Ed and everyone else. And I had friends who were like, dude, you know a lot about those guys. You should, you know, write a book or do something. And long story short, I ended up interviewing people and kind of piecing it together and did this Van Halen 101 project, which I put out back in like 05. And that led me to Ed in 08 when he went on the reunion tour and I got invited to the show through him and his lady Janie, who was his publicist slash girlfriend at the time. Talk about surreal. Crazy, man. Crazy, man. Crazy. 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 And then the bats. I love
0: the story about the bats. Oh, As a baseball fan, as someone who I've actually been to the Louisville Slugger Museum...
1: How the hell did you get involved with bats? Another one, I was up in Cooperstown. How about that pilgrimage we did to the Hall of Fame and um, came out of there inspired and they had a baseball and and movies, movies and baseball kind of display. And I go, nobody's really done like souvenir bats or commemorative bats for baseball films. So, uh, okay, let me contact Louisville Slugger. Contacted them. They said, well, you got to contact film studios, obviously to get licensing rights if you want to do major league or anything like that. So it kind of bounced back and forth between studios and Slugger. And finally I got some, I secured some rights, talked to the president of Slugger. And he was like, dude, if you get the rights, I'll get you the bats. And he kept his word. And so for 15 years, I had this little side project where I did bats for Major League, uh, The Natural, Bull Durham. And I even did mini bats for Zach Wilde, the guitar player, because he's a big baseball fan. So That's we did crazy, some Black right? Label Society minis. And yeah, surreal.
0: You have one of the most interesting things on your Instagram page is that... Um, you do write some long form. It's probably the only IG uh, page that I actually read the long form. What nice. is your secret sauce? Like, how do you do it? What's the cadence? What's the uh, hashtag? Like, what's, what's your formula without giving me your secret you, sauce? You know,
1: the, the truth is, and, and I know a lot of people are gonna be like, nah, man, 99% of that is just a first take stream. It's straight off the dome. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an old saying, if you cannot explain it simply, you do not know it well enough. Right. And so it's how do you condense it and just pack it in there? It's almost a Twitter 140 characters or less approach Mm -hmm. into that. And I'm amazed because we're such a visual and you know, attention spans are so short. where I get people like the photos, but I get a lot of feedback on we love, you know, oh, I didn't know this or that. And I'm like, man, people are reading. They're actually reading all these, you know, the comment sections and the little captions that go with it. So somehow it just comes out that way. You know, just naturally, and as long as you get it right, you know, hopefully, and, and you know, not too many spelling errors, and <laughs> and uh, and folks seem to gobble it up, man. It just seems to be the right amount.
0: You're the Miami historian. I got to ask, where do you see Miami 10, 15 years from now? It's very different Oof. from where you and I grew up. Yeah. What does Miami look like in, you know, whatever,
1: 2035 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I always say, but you know, my Miami, our Miami, yeah. where we came up... probably uh, a lot more high rises, a lot more mixed use sprinkled with a few Russian oligarchs here and there, you know, and hey, everybody's cool, man, you know, always have
0: characters, always gonna have
1: characters that we don't lack in that department. And, you know, the traffic will will still be the palmetto will still be backed up, it'll still be, you know, but um, I think it's just a lot of the history. I mean, I'm all for progress. But you have to have a balance, because otherwise, everything becomes a blur. It looks like one giant strip mall. It's all CVSs and Starbucks and Chase Banks. And God bless them, there's room for everybody, but you start losing your identity. So you would hope that there would be a balance, but I just think it's going to be more construction and more traffic and an influx of more people yeah.
0: coming I, in. I think a lot of good things ahead. I think Miami's best days are ahead of it, but you're right. We, we yeah. got to keep some of this stuff, that the flavor that you give, that authentic yeah. Miami Cool Miami stuff, right?
1: All right. I, you know, the, the old Miami shit is, as, as we yeah. say, it's like, it's, it's, it's all about that balance. I'm, I say, for being a historian, I, my feet are firmly planted in 2023. Right. Yeah, I look forward, but you have to know where you've been to know where you're going. And it's cool to kind of pass that down.
0: Yeah. Uh, Abel, I thank you for coming in. Oh, man. But I'm before kidding. you go, my friend, uh-huh. I have a couple of rapid
1: fire questions. Oh, boy. Questions. All right. Are you ready?
0: <laughs> I, I, I Better be. Okay. <laughs> Van Halen, Sammy Hagar, or David Lee Roth?
1: Love them both, but Dave, Dave, classic. Okay. Yeah. Pete Rose in the hall or out of the hall? Ooh, you got me a tough one there, man. And I love Pete, but I would I would vote him, but he signed the paper and he, he broke the one cardinal rule that you can't. I think they're going to wait for him to die and mm-hmm. then he might get in posthumously. But do you think he should be in or out? Me personally... I, how do you not vote for Pete? You have to, right? right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, he was a baller, man. All time hit king. I mean, come Charlie on. Hustle, my man. Charlie Hustle, bro. Yeah. yeah. All right. Best purchase you've made
0: under a hundred bucks.
1: Best purchase under a hundred bucks. Oh, my uh, thermal printer for the labels <laughs> for shipping, <laughs> right. man. I got it on Cyber Monday, literally for like 99.99. So buy a penny and that thing's dope because I don't have to buy ink or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm good.
0: All right, one more question, Pacino or De Niro?
1: Oh, man, another one, two giants. Ooh, man, might have to go with Bobby D on that
0: one. Bobby D over Al Pacino, Mr. Scarface, Mr. Miami.
1: Yeah, it's tough, man, you know, and and, yeah, Michael Corleone, Tony Montana, so many characters, man. Oh my God, that's a brutal question. You go Bobby D. (laughs) All right, I'll let you off the hook. Uh, Abel, where can people find your gear? Uh, Easy. You can go to the Miami Stadium Instagram. The link is in the bio. If you want to go to the page directly, uh, miamistadium.bigcartel.com.
0: Awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. Bro, thank you. Good to have you, man.
1: Appreciate you, brother. Take care, bud.